What's up everybody, this is Isaac Adams and you are on the front porch, a place for conversations about biblical faithfulness in African American churches and beyond. And uh, today we're, we're, we're launching a new feature on the site. You're on a new podcast called Pastor and People. And I'm sitting here with my brother and elder, my extreme elder, Thabiti Anyabwile. What's up, Thabiti? Yo, what's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> good, man. Good. I'm excited about this podcast. Excited to give it out here for the people. And it's called Pastor and People. So what is Pastor and People? Why this podcast? Well, this is a, a weekly podcast, we pray, that really tries to live at the intersection of the pastor's relationship with the people and the people's relationship with the pastor. Mm-hmm. And um, we have that in mind for two reasons. One is Second Corinthians 1, verse 24, where the Apostle Paul writes there, not that we lord it over your faith, but we work with you for your joy, mm-hmm. for your, you, you stand firm in your faith. And so there, Paul seems to have a vision of pastoral ministry and church life where the pastor and the people are in a partnership, really. Mm. And it's a partnership to accomplish two things. Mm. Uh, One is to help the people stand firm in the faith. Mm -hmm. But the other is joy. Mm. Um, And so that's where we want to live in this podcast. We want to help people understand their pastors better. Uh, and so be able to labor with their pastors in the work of the ministry. And we want to help pastors uh, encourage them in understanding and leading their people perhaps uh, more effectively okay. uh, so that it results in joy uh, for both pastor and people. So there's there's primarily two audiences then, if I'm hearing right. Mm-hmm. It's not only for pastors, but it's certainly for them. Mm-hmm. And it's not only for church members, though it's certainly for them. Yeah, and, and, and that's because the, the church is a little bit like a marriage, really. Yeah. Uh, the pastor and the people are sort of married together. And, and uh, as is the case with any marriage, you're going to need a lot of communication. Amen. You're going to need a lot of trust. <laughs> yeah, you just got married. So you're learn, you learning these lessons. You're learning these lessons. Amen. <laughs> so you're going to need a lot of communication. You're going to need a lot of trust. And you're going to need a common sense of, of what you're married for, yeah. uh, of the sort of goal and yeah. vision and direction. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't walk together. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that that's true in pastoral ministry as well. You know, one of the top reasons that men give for leaving the pastorate is they feel like they have a vision from God, but mm. the people won't follow. Mm. Uh, and how many times have we heard the people say things like, you know, my pastor is not accessible or doesn't care about me or he didn't visit me at, yep. at so-and-so time. Um, and so what you have there sometimes in, in many churches are is, is sort of an estranged marriage yeah. uh, and, and a failure to communicate and go in the same direction. So at Pastor and People, again, we want to live at that intersection with the aim of encouraging uh, both the sheep and the shepherd mm-hmm. uh, in their common walk together for their joy. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just love those three simple words you added for their joy. Mm-hmm. Marriage, as I'm learning, is a joyous, <laughs> wonderful thing, man. So that's, that's deeply encouraging. Uh, but, you know, as, as we look out across um, the Twitter sphere, the blog sphere, and even just among evangelicalism as a whole, there's so many blogs, so many podcasts. So, so in a sense, I feel like a fair question is why, why another podcast? Why, why, why pastor and people? Sure. Well, you're right. There's some great things going on out there. So I love what the brothers at RAN are doing with Pastor Mike. 
um, where they are having conversations on a wide range of topics um, that are of interest to the African American church and interest to the broader church. Uh, I appreciate what H.B. Charles is doing with his podcast uh, on preaching, where he's really trying to help people preach um, more clearly, more powerfully, and, and give some very practical suggestions and resources for that. Um, I, I, I appreciate what, what Al Mulder does mm. uh, with his podcast. So they're, they're you know, commentary really on the kind of current events and things that affect the broader evangelical world. So there are lots of things out there to give you attention to. Uh, what I can't think of right now... Yeah. Is, is a podcast that sort of serves this niche, um, that, that is sort of in the wheelhouse of pastoral ministry mm. and encouraging pastors in their task and shepherding, but also has an eye toward the pew yeah. and helping the pew understand what the pastor is trying to achieve yeah. uh, and how it is we cooperate together for one another's joy. So if there's another text that comes to mind as foundational to this, it'd be Hebrews thirteen seventeen. What the writer of Hebrews says there, obey your leaders and submit to them for they're keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. And then it says this, let them do this with joy and not with groaning for that would be of no advantage to you. So when you put 2 Corinthians 1 together with Hebrews 13, you've got two texts that envision pastor and people understanding each other and playing their roles. And both of those texts emphasizing in 2 Corinthians 1 that the pastor is working for the people's joy. Mm-hmm. And in Hebrews 13, the people are submitting and following his leadership so that his ministry is a joy. Yeah. Uh, and so it's for that mutual compounding joy that we want to sort of work at the intersection where pastor and people meet. And hope that we have an encouragement for both and that it might fill a niche um, for both the pulpit and the pew. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Nafabidi, you've obviously been in both the pulpit and the pew. So as a faithful church member, you're a part of a church in Washington, D.C. and a number of other churches. And then you were obviously in Cayman for a season. You're back in D.C. about to head uh, across the river to Anacostia to plant. So you've seen both perspectives. And I'm, I'm just curious if you can elaborate even just on some of your story, man, some of your background uh, being either one of the sheep and now one of the shepherd and if you want to talk about how you came to know the Lord, just some of that background, if you could share. Uh, just real quickly, uh, to make a long story short, I, I came to know the Lord under the preaching of the gospel. Mm. Uh, a fellow by the name of John Cherry used to pastor church in Temple Hills, Maryland. His son now pastors a church. Uh, i never forget, he preached a sermon on Exodus 32, the golden calf passage. And it was law and gospel, and he preached Christ from that passage. Uh, and in God's kindness, my wife and I both were converted under preaching of the gospel wow. Uh, wow. that morning. That's about 18 years ago. Uh, and since that time, uh, the Lord has given me a, a deep love for the church. I didn't always love the church. Before I was converted, um, I was a practicing Muslim. And uh, before that, I had kind of grown up uh, in a nominal Christian family in a pretty traditional black Baptist church down south. So my first 20 years or so was, was growing up in that church in which my family attended. Um, and it was a wonderful group of people. Uh, I loved that church. Uh, yeah, I didn't hear the gospel there clearly. And there were things that you would see in church life that many of us have seen that were, that were from time to time unpleasant. I remember, the, I remember the fights over whether or not to introduce drums to the worship service and things of that sort. And so I, I, I leave that nominal experience. I go into Islam. I'm still interacting with the church, but now as a critic, you know, thinking about the church from the perspective of Islam and from the perspective of a, of a black nationalist 
political philosophy uh, and, and a more Afrocentric political philosophy. Um, and then the Lord saves me, and the Lord puts me back into the church. And uh, the Lord puts me in another uh, wonderful, traditional African-American Baptist church uh, where the pastor started out as an expositor and then kind of left that, drifted off into topical things, drifted off into a lot of pragmatic things, uh, and that was troubling and concerning. Uh, we, it was in that church that we went to our first members meeting as new Christians, and we saw this older woman, a, a, a deaconess, wife of a deacon and, and um, chair of the, the kind of missions committee in that church, bring a proposal on the floor of the members meeting for the church to invest like $500 for some window unit air conditioners <laughs> at an orphanage that we supported. And uh, man, they filleted and baked that lady over $500 after we just heard a budget report that we had 80 some thousand dollars in the bank, wow. no debt, and no plans for that money. Wow. And uh, so it was, it was our introduction to the to the craziness that sometimes happens in business meetings and things of that sort. Um, and, and, and went from there and began to think about healthy churches and what it meant for the church to be healthy. Became an elder at a church plant in North Carolina. Uh, great experience there. Lovely people shepherding God's people. Lord moved us to D.C. in 2000. Spent about six years here. I uh, was at Capitol Hill Baptist Church and got involved with Nine Marks Ministries. And that was another level of thinking about what makes for a healthy church and thinking about the relationship between pastor and people. And seeing there through Nine Marks, a lot of emphasis on serving pastors and leaders, which was right. But also seeing literally hundreds of pastors come through weekenders and mm -hmm. things of that sort. Mm -hmm. Now being now struggling with the question of how do I transfer this to my people? Mm -hmm. Right, So feeling like Nine Marks was doing what it was setting out to do to encourage and equip church leaders, but then they had this bigger audience that they needed to address that, that sort of wasn't being addressed. Mm -hmm. And uh, sort of out of that concern, the little book, What is a Healthy Church Member, mm -hmm. was written. Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of stayed with me, yeah. uh, that we need something at that intersection between uh, pastor and people uh, to help understand um, how how pastors should lead, how people should follow, how they should work together in a way that avoids that members meeting mm -hmm. where people go at each other mm -hmm. and hurt each other, uh, but rather multiplies the joy of the church. Mm -hmm. um, and by God's grace, that's been my experience. I've been able to serve in healthy churches um, in the Cayman Islands, uh, First Baptist Church there, a very diverse uh, multi-ethnic church, about 30-some-odd nationalities, uh, up and down the economic ladder, all rejoicing together in Christ, um, loving each other enough to work through the difficulties and hardships we face, uh, and fighting for joy. And the church plant in North Carolina, the church here in D.C., and I pray the church that we plant, the Lord allows us to plant east of the river uh, in D.C. So I just want to uh, open the Bible and uh, open the experiences of, of guests who come on the show, open up my own experiences here and there, and hopefully be an encouragement to people who, who listen in and want to want to know the joy of the Christian faith yeah. more deeply. Wow. Yeah. 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 Praise God for that, man. So uh, 
what can people then expect in the future? So you were you were highlighting there for a second, you know, some uh, guests coming up mm-hmm. on the porch. We love having people up on the porch. Even the crazy folk in the neighborhood come around <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> but we love them. Uh, but what can what what can we be looking forward to um, as things? Uh, kind of spin out with pastor and people. Mm. Man, I'm excited because we've we've sat down, you and I, mm. and and laid out really the next year mm. of programming, mm. and if the Lord tarries. Um, and what we have done is sort of take an approach where each month we take an overarching theme, yeah. and then each week as we release a podcast, we hope weekly. Uh, each week we sort of burrow down into a different aspect yeah. of that theme. Uh, again, with the aim of trying to address both pastor and people and be helpful uh, in practical ways. So November's theme is you need more than a church. You need a pastor. Uh, And so we want to talk about um, what it means to be a shepherd, to sort of get that basic concept across uh, and what a shepherd does and and how sheep ought to respond to a shepherd. And, And that's important because we live in a day where so many pastors well, they don't even use the title pastor anymore. They're, they're visionaries, entrepreneurs, motivational speakers, authors. Then number five or six or seven is the term pastor. Yeah. Um, and so there's a real struggle to be clear about what the what the basic pastoral role is. Uh, and so November, we're going to take that up and, and try and show why it matters for the joy of the church that men understand uh, their role as pastors. And people as well. Then, Lord willing, in December, we're going to take a look at the the sort of topic of making disciples. And I'm I'm excited about that because that that really is at the heart of the mission of the church, isn't it? That's the Great Commission. Go into the world, make disciples. Uh, Well, how do you do that? What's the pastor's role in that? What's the people's role in that? We're going we're gonna to talk a bit about some of the pitfalls mm-hmm. in that, mistakes that pastors and people make in terms of their expectations of one another and so on. Um, so I'm excited about December and, and working through disciple making. And then, as I said, we've got uh, plans laid out for most of the rest of 2015 and uh, should be good. We'll have some different people join us at various times. We'll, we'll recommend some resources that we pray and trust will be helpful. And we hope you'll join us on the porch and on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You'll, you leave your questions and comments and engage with us, and we can take up some of those as we go along. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'll even just say as a, as a young man, I get excited hearing about particularly, you know, you need more than a church. You need a pastor mm-hmm. because I've seen that a lot of folk in my generation and even, even older are starting to look online for their pastors mm. now. So now blogs that, however helpful and wise they are, blogs are becoming my pastor and mm. podcasts are becoming my sermon. Mm. Uh, so I'm excited for your wisdom on that, man. Um, we got to hop up off the porch here in a few minutes, but I'm hoping before, man, I love how you said the word is at the center of what we do mm. and uh, prayer is also at the center of what we do. Mm. We ask God for help in this. Mm-hmm. You know, You know, we are Weak and foolish men, and you went to NC State, so you're in a lot of trouble. You're, you're in a lot of trouble. So I'm gonna ask you, man, if you'd be willing um, to pray for Carolina. <laughs> pray for the Tar Heels are doing just y'all fine. Need, y'all need Jesus. <laughs> y'all know you know you need Jesus. <laughs> I'm gonna ask, man, if you'd be willing to to pray us out and even just to pray and ask God's favor uh, if He should tarry uh, over pastor and people going forward, uh, that the church may be built up because of this. Amen. Father, we do give you praise for your son, our savior, whom you gave for our salvation. 
And we thank you for the church that he is building. And we praise you that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And we praise you, O Lord, that everyone that he has purchased with his blood uh, will be kept in your omnipotent hands. And yet we pray that in this time of battle for your church, that you would protect her and guard her, that you would strengthen her from the inside. We pray, O Lord, that you would purify your bride and make her ready and dress her in white for your coming. And we pray, O Lord, that as we do this little part in pastor and people, that you would multiply in usefulness uh, to your church. Uh, we thank you for the many laborers that you've called um, to serve in various ways, uh, laborers in the local church and laborers who minister through things like podcasts and writing and so on. We pray that you would make it all fruitful uh, and that you would make it all to the blessing of your people. Uh, so we, we lift this up to you now. We ask your blessings upon it. We pray to be pleasing in your sight. We pray that your church would be strengthened and built. And we pray, O oh Lord, that you pour out your spirit afresh uh, in revival uh, upon your people. And we ask this, O oh Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good be with you, God. Amen.